This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. Great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 7. And good morning, good morning, good Monday morning. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. I hope that you folks had a fantastic, lovely weekend. We have a lot to get to this morning. And as always, we are taking your telephone calls on a variety of topics 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. So before I get to anything else, we had a wonderful, wonderful time. It was had by all at the Tunnel to Towers event Sunday morning. I had a great time helping raise money for such an important cause. I got the opportunity to be with... uh, my colleague Frank Morano and his friends Tommy and Monica, wonderful, wonderful people amongst all the people that were there, thousands of people there, and I'm so proud of you during this hour. As Curtis Lee was just said, uh, the goals were different here at WABC, but the goal uh, for the Dominic Carter team was $2,000 to raise for Tunnel to Towers. You folks, through your kindness, through your generosity, raised $5,600. 5600 we were number one amongst all the WABC personalities. And so thank you. Thank you for the generosity. Thank you for that. I've been telling you folks for months, for months, that the Democrats are in trouble with the midterm elections. And sometimes I'll go back and forth, but for the most part, I have said that they are in trouble. And now, Jen Psaki, President Biden's former press secretary, says, if the midterms are a referendum on Biden, Democrats are doomed. Guess what? Midterm elections are always referendums on the sitting president. Always, always, always. So Biden's former press secretary, Jen Psaki, and I am quoting a bit later, you'll hear exactly it'll come out of her mouth. If midterms are a referendum on Biden, Democrats are doomed. So it's going to be very interesting. That's one story we will deal with. Another one, 
video out of Chicago. Honestly, folks, I I almost got emotional today. I almost uh, broke down in tears after watching, and that's hard for a grown man, myself at least, to admit. The video out of Chicago, an older man was riding the red line, the red line uh, in Chicago, and he was robbed by two black males before being hit on the head with a bottle. He wasn't bothering anybody. And by the way, it was his own bottle of wine that they took from him and hit him in the head with, right? So the man is sitting there, and at one point he stands up, and he's left dazed, and the blood is coming out profusely. After one of these two men, they go through his pockets and then hit him uh, in in the head. But I am giving one woman credit here. You're about to hear this. There's an African-American woman that in the middle of all of this, she puts herself in danger to tr- to walk over with her friend saying, oh, come back, come back, come back. You're going to hear it in one second. And she's like, no, I'm going to try and help him. But she got there a second too late, and they had the bottle didn't even break over the man's head, but it did cause enormous damage. You're about to hear this. And this right here is where the woman walks over to help the man, uh, and she's putting herself in grave danger, but it is too late to help him. Charmaine, get back. Charmaine. Charmaine. Oh, my God. Charmaine, get back. Oh, my God. Charmaine, get back. Charmaine. Wait, wait, wait. Charmaine. Oh, my God. Charmaine, get back. Oh, my God. Charmaine, and I wanted you to hear it twice. I'm going to play it again later on because I want you to hear What's going on on the streets of America? That pop you heard was exactly what you thought it was. That was the bottle crashing into the right side of this man's skull, hitting him. And all he could do was sit there as the blood, as his blood, profusely poured onto the floor of the train. And why? In Chicago, because of a few dollars that he had in his pocket. And, again, I'm going to use Bob Grant's uh, 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 word, right? One of his words. Why? Because these two savages wanted his money. That pop that you hear is indeed the man that is being hit in the head. Let's start with our telephone calls. We see all your calls from New Jersey to Manhattan to uh, Boston. Our friend and Jennifer. Let's begin with Jennifer. Good morning, Jennifer. Hope you had a great weekend. What's on your mind? I did. Um, 
it's always it's always good to have you back. I'm glad you had a good weekend. But it's Thank, good to you. Have you back. Thank you. Thank so, you. Feel a little greedy saying that, but I got to be honest. Like having you back on air. But in any event, um, Dominic, I I literally my stomach's doing like boom 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 boom. Listening to when that bottle, you can hear when the bottle hits his head. Yes, yes, you can. And it's heart wrenching. I wanted to say, God bless that courageous woman. And we are living in just as I've said before, we're living. We're living amongst just vacant souls, Dominic. There's nothing in them, these young people. And um, I, I think we need to really have a focus on what's going on with younger people. I told you about the woman in Louisiana, New Orleans, that got her arm ripped off. She was dragged naked through the streets. She sure was. Linda Fricky. And she, just a reminder, a male, 17 years old, two 16-year-old females and a 15-year-old. That's who's been charged in that case. Think about that. They dragged her with her clothes ripping off because she was stuck in the seatbelt, and then her arm eventually ripped out, and she bled to death in the middle of the road naked. And when people don't think, I mean, that's beyond savage behavior. And when we accept these sorts of things, when we have elderly people or disabled people or homeless people or anybody just being set upon, the man in um, uh, Philadelphia that was randomly shot in the neck and his spinal cord severed, 23 years old this weekend, when this happens, we all have to check ourselves, and I'm going to encourage anybody, Dominic, and I say this with every fiber of my being, if for no other reason not to vote Democrat, mainly one Republican that is encouraging um, this type of lawlessness regarding DAs, judges, et cetera, um, we have to put a stop to it. It's up to each and every one of us, because if we don't, and for those that, that, that continue to vote Democrat, so like those people that are up in the Assembly in New York and people – and my state here, we all have blood on our hands if that's how we choose to vote. And if we don't, I try and encourage people we know to do the same thing to, for no other reason. Because these are desperate times, and we all we all have accountability. We all have to use our voice. And yes. um, thanks, thanks for bringing this stuff to light. Yes. I really appreciate it. And, and Jennifer, we we appreciate you up in Boston. Thank you uh, for the uh, telephone call and for the updates that you provide us with. Um, as it relates to incidents occurring throughout the country. And uh, Lee Zeldin, by the way, I'm going right back to your telephone calls. Lee Zeldin, the Republican candidate for governor in New York, says if elected, he may declare a quote-unquote crime emergency to get rid of bail reform. Zeldin says Governor Kathy Hochul is in over her head He's also accusing her of engaging in a pay-to-play uh, scheme. And this comes just six weeks before the election. Six weeks before the election. Let's go to Miguel in Flushing. Good morning, Miguel. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Uh, it's good to talk to you again. Um, I saw that video uh, in Chicago. And the, not all these criminals are mentally ill. We We, we have to... Every time I see one of these videos, the, anybody on the left, right away, they start saying, oh, they're mentally ill. Oh, we got to get them help. These people know exactly what they're doing. They were laughing. And they know who to mess with. Right. They know who to mess with. Right. Because well, I ride the trains every day, and I'm prepared for these people. Right. Because if they mess with me, and, you know, sometimes this happens so fast you don't even see it. Right. But I've seen circumstances where I have to tell an old woman that's sitting there, 
be careful. And there's a man next to her talking to himself. And they don't, they don't even see it coming. I've been warning people, I've been, because I'm prepared for this. We've seen this too much, and you have to be ready. When you're on the subway, when you're on a bus, anywhere, you have to be ready for these thugs. Because if not, they will attack you. They will. They're, they're looking for a weakness. When they see weakness, that's when they're going to go after you. Just we like an alligator. Together, right. we got to fight with these people. Right, right. You, you, you pray to them just like an alligator when, when a dog is in the water or a deer. You're just, you're just a sitting duck for that alligator. You're, you're the meal of the moment. So, Miguel, thank you for the call, and, and I, I agree with you. I hope you have a wonderful morning. From Flushing, let's go to New Jersey. Let's say good morning to Michael. Good morning, Michael. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, I don't understand this. The Supreme Court ruled you can now carry a gun. Go out, get your license, get the gun, and carry it, and be prepared to use it. And if somebody comes over to hurt you, shoot them. Shoot them. Shoot them dead. And then put the gun back in your pocket and walk away. And for God's sakes, keep your damned mouth shut. Don't be like Gets, who went and told his neighbor, yeah, I'm the vigilante. So what happened? She went to the police and told him, and he got arrested. Keep your stupid mouth shut. You blend in. Nobody, it all happens so quick, they'll get 10 identifications. They'll never get you. The the Supreme Court is telling you, now you can protect yourself. There is no excuse for you to be helpless. There is no excuse for you to be unarmed. You can carry a gun. The only thing is, don't take it across state lines. As long as you stay in your own state, you have the right to carry it. It would have been nice if Trump would have done that would have had this done, and they would have made it like a car license where you can go from state to state, but unfortunately they didn't. So the people that live in New York carry a gun. I live in New Jersey. I carry it. The gun is always with me. Hey, Michael, I, I hear you, and I, I, I hear my letterbox. I can't. Uh, uh, God's sakes, when I go to my letterbox, my wife says, you just go into the letterbox, Michael. I said, you never know. The okay. gun is with me. Okay, Michael, I, I hear you, and but but whether you acknowledge it or not, your position is extreme. You're telling people to carry, right, and to use a weapon uh, if there's a situation. But who in their right mind, Michael, wants to be forced to defend themselves and then spend the next five years as public enemy number one in terms of the media in terms of uh, the legal fees that it will require, in terms of being called a vigilante. Who wants to go through that, Michael? What What? What are you saying? That, they have to get you first. They have Michael, to catch- Michael, they're going to get you. They, they're gonna, there are too many cameras. They will get you. How do you think they get half of these uh, rocket scientist criminals now? They attack somebody. They run up the street. And it's normally, I guarantee you, let's say there's 10 establishments on the block, at least five of them have video cameras. That's how they solve crimes for the most part today. The the young lady that was killed at the, uh, at the Burger King, I think about her a lot, buried in Puerto Rico, uh, when she gave the guy the money and he shot her anyway. They got that guy because he got onto the subway and went into a deli and they, they got video of him. So the, no matter who you are, 
They're going to get video video of you, Michael. Yeah, here's the here's the thing. Gets bought the gun in Florida, brought it up to New York. The gun was illegal. I'm telling people, don't have an illegal gun. You live in a state, get a license in that state, so the gun is perfectly legal. And should they catch you, it was either him or me. I wasn't going to let him put me into the cemetery. He was going to the cemetery. And as far as feeling bad about it, after I shoot him, I'll go home and go, hip, hip, hooray, hip, hip, hooray. Another mugger is dead. Another okay. hoodlum isn't around to kill somebody else because okay. I ended his life. Okay, all right. I got you, Michael. I, I think I think we got the point. Thank you. Thank you very much for the uh, telephone call. You know, I in a, in a, in a moment, I'm going to go to uh, Jerome in New Jersey, but Jen Psaki, Biden's uh, press secretary, who now works for NBC, uh, declaring, and this is very interesting, the former White House press secretary, Jen Psaki, declaring that bluntly that if the November midterm elections are a referendum on President Biden, the Democrats will lose. Take a listen. I think that Democrats, if the election is about uh, who is the most extreme, um, as we saw, you know, Kevin McCarthy touch on there with Marjorie Taylor Greene, I'll say her name, sitting over his left side, then they're going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, if it is a referendum on the president, they will lose. And they know that. This is his former chief spokesperson, the press secretary, declaring and referendums or midterm elections are always a referendum on the sitting president. And you hear it out of her mouth that if the election is a referendum on Biden, Democrats are done. I'm not talking about done eight months to nine months from now. I'm talking about practically just a month and a few days, a month and a few days. Jerome in New Jersey. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Say we'll talk about you know what I agree with those people, but let's talk about the history of the two political parties. Basically, what's going on now with the part, the party, the Democratic Party is doing this. They were the party that basically they were the they were the first of the two political parties. Most people don't realize that were founded in 1828. So what did oh, okay, they do? okay, wait, Jerome. I, I don't have time for a history lesson. There are too many, and I'm not. I'm not one for history lessons at all. Just, just so the people know, I, because we never know if your facts are complete. Any callers' facts are completely accurate. So, what's your point, Jerome? They started in 1820. They're the party that basically they've never. They were never done anything good. Anything they've done, if you look at the history, has been negative. From the Ku Klux Klan to all these things that are going on now. The only difference now, instead of the Ku Klux Klan, you've got Black Lives Matters, and you have the and you have the other organization, Atifa, and basically these are the type of people that vote for them. They, they, their, 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 their reputation from day one has been negativity, and it hasn't changed in almost two centuries. Well, uh, good point there, Jerome. I, I thank you. Uh, I thank you for the call. Let's go to our friend David in the Bronx. Good morning, David. Uh, you're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, good morning, Dominic. One quick thing to your last caller. 
if he's ever heard of Social Security, that came from Democrats, as did Medicare and Medicaid. So we have done good things for this country and its citizens. But to the point I was getting to, you know my feelings about Michael in New Jersey. Okay, so I'm not going to tell you what I think about him in his last ridiculous series of comments about shooting people. But as a blind person who's been mugged several times since I lost my vision, I think I can speak on this crime issue with some experience. There are people out there who are like animals, okay? I'm sure you've seen National Geographic type programs where you have lions or hyenas who go after animals because they're the weak members of the herd. That's how some of these people think. They are not like normal people like you and me. And I don't know if they're mentally ill or not, but I really don't have any mercy for people like that. But this idea that someone should get a, a license for a gun, shoot someone for just approaching them and asking them for something, and then walking away and trying to hide is just pure craziness, okay? First of all, he brought up Bernard Getz. Bernard Getz went out there intentionally armed with the, waiting for someone to approach him so he could shoot them, and that's what he did. And he shot someone who had already been shot who was lying on the ground defenseless. Hey, well, you well, need da- another one. David, Stop. but wait, wait, David, okay. I, I don't know if those are the uh, the exact facts, I mean, these guys, these kids came out of the, these young men came out of the housing project in the Bronx, and they were out there looking to shake people down and looking for trouble. Those are the facts as as I remember them. And I think they asked him for change or something like that. As a matter of fact, it reminds me, David, uh, the situation with Mr. Getz reminds me of what happened on the train in Chicago because they walk up to the to the elderly man on the red line almost like they're police officers. And I'm going to let you finish your thought in one second. And they say, show us your ID, show us your ID. And the man, you know, he's a little drinking. He's got his unopened bottle. And then they take the bottle and they take his ID and then they take his money and then they smash him in the head with the bottle. So, David, please continue. All right. You know, before, as I was losing my vision, I was riding the L train late at night. There, there was a series. This was going on a lot at the time. I don't know if you remember when there was this knockout game going on. Of course, it's still around, still around. Yeah, so I was riding the L train at like 4-something in the morning coming home. Close my eyes. Next thing I know, someone pops me in the face and knocks my glasses off. And this was after I lost vision in one eye and was losing vision in my other eye. Now, you think I have sympathy for people like that? Of course not. Those guys that Bernard gets shot, they were probably going to rob him. But were they going to kill him? Were they going to put him in mortal danger? We'll never know. But if Michael had his way, people would just shoot people basically at random because they wouldn't even wait to find out what was going okay, on. But, okay, we but don't wait, need but, to be in the Wild okay, West. Okay, but, but wait, 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 wait. I agree, David, that we don't need to be in the Wild West. But so you're telling me there's a degree to robbery before one can decide whether or not to defend themselves? Well, let me let me put it to you this way. As a blind person, I don't know what the hell's going on around me, okay? If someone comes up to me and asks me for change in an aggressive manner, does that mean I should pull out a gun and start shooting? I mean, listen, that's happened to me. I've been grabbed by random, crazy, homeless people. I've been chased by people who somehow think that blind people, because according to someone who's sitting behind me in the park, we don't spend our money, so we're loaded, okay, which is not true, by the way. But, you know, 
I'm more vulnerable than the average listener, okay? Absolutely. And I don't think we should go – we should be out there shooting people. I mean, this is craziness. I don't want to live in a society where I have to worry about every time I bump into someone, are they going to take it the wrong way and start shooting? And according to some of your callers, that's the kind of society they want to live in. I don't want to live in that kind of society, and I don't think you do either. Well, well, fair fair enough, and thank you for the call, David. Uh, To be honest with you, um, I'm not for vigilante acts, but, but, strong emphasis on but, something has to be done. And so we don't want citizens doing it. That's why we need the great, great police officers of the NYPD returning to their undercover sting operations on the train where that vulnerable person that you think is a homeless man or you think is just a straight-up-and-down victim, that the moment you attack them, they pull out their badge from around their shoulder and around their uh, uh, neck, excuse me, and inform you that you are under arrest. And and an enti- they put out a 1013 on the radio or the backup team is why and they and they submerge they they submerge around you and you are under arrest surrounded by a group of police officers but no no oh no we can't have that that's not fair it's not fair dominic is not fair it's not fair dominic all, all, all they're doing is is arresting black people it's not fair it's not fair but what would you rather have <laughs> what you you can't have it all do you want to be safe and alive? And I'm not for violating anyone's civil rights. Please understand what I'm saying, folks. I don't support violating anyone's civil rights. And it's wrong when it happens. I'd rather be safe. I'd rather be safe with the men and women of the NYPD with full immunity to do their job and put these low lives behind bars, and not be released in two or three hours. But it's Friday. You're not going to see a judge until Monday. Good luck at Rikers. Or, or you know, no, 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 no. I don't want to hear it. You, you should have thought about that before you hit that old man in the head. So good luck with that. We'll see you on Monday. We'll see you then. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC, the Van Wick Expressway. Let's go to Don. Good morning, Don. What's on your mind? Good morning. Um, I have to say, you know, between the last caller and, and Mike with the, the advocates of guns, you know, Kathy Holko has made it impossible, first of all, to even get a carry license. I mean, you have to turn over your medical records. You have to turn over all your social media platforms. Um, you have to hit a target at 25 yards 12 times. 98% of the police force couldn't do that. The average target is 8 to 10 yards for a pistol. So, And if you do that, then you're going to get audited. And then that's the least of it. They have to change the laws. We have no stand-your-ground law here. You basically have to run away and be cornered like a rat. before, And then you have to see deadly force being used against you when you're cornered before you can return it. And it has to be on video, otherwise Alvin Brand's going to have you in Rikers Island in two seconds flat. You, Don, you are correct. You you know, it's a a sad commentary. It's the world we live in, but you are correct. Deadly force is going to have to be used, directed towards you first, before you can defend yourself. And you better pray that it's on video 
Because if you don't believe me, go ask Jose Alba what happens if it's not on video. The Harlem clerk, uh, the, uh, what he went through, where the, the man's going to come behind the counter and physically attack him. And now he's deceased and his brother is actually trying to sue the store where this happened. So, Don, Don, you're correct. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Now, if I wasn't on video, he'd still be in Rikers Island. That's why I say that he's not soft on crime. He's just pro-criminal. There's a difference. You know what, Don? You're right. There is a difference, and uh, and it appears that you are correct as it relates to the Manhattan District Attorney. There's no other way to say it. Don, thank you for the call, and please drive carefully on the uh, Van Wick. Dominic Carter Expressway, here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are taking your telephone calls. When we come back, when we come back, Manhattan, New Jersey, Palm Beach, Florida, we're taking your calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Talk Radio 77. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back, folks. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. I'm here until 1 a.m. That's when Frank Morano will take over the other side of midnight. So you can always send me an email before we go back to the telephone calls. Dominic.Carter at WABCRadio.com. Michael Pagan, uh, an email that I received from him just now. Dom, the depraved indifference for human life plus the lack of aggressive policing and a lax criminal justice system is leading to the downfall of Democratic-controlled cities and a deteriorating country until we regain these quality-of-life issues. We are on a downward spiral. Thank you so much, Michael, for the uh Email. Let's go to Mario in Manhattan. Good morning, Mario. What's on your mind? Yes, good morning, sir. I find it remarkable that there's blood in the streets of the city, and yet the mayor is surveying the hurricane damage in Puerto Rico. Why? And did he go there and pay for that fare on his own, or is that on the taxpayer's dime? Well, That's let's, all I want to say. Mario, let's say for argument's sake, let's just say that he went on his own dime. We still pay for it because you better believe, right, there's the detail to get the mayor to the airport. There is the security detail to get him from the airport to the tarmac. That that involves Port Authority police and so on. There, there's that detail that makes sure he's on the plane in his seat. There's the detail that's with him the moment he arrives in Puerto Rico. And so easily, four to five NYPD highly trained professionals of the intelligence division, even if the mayor paid his own dime, and we we know that this is considered a government uh, trip, even if he paid, 
we're still on the hook for all of the police officers, right? We already saw this with the Blasio when, you know, he had a dollar and a dream idea that he was going to be elected president. Huh? <laughs> de Blasio thought that, I'm sorry, <laughs> but it's, it's funny. It's, it's funny. They don't even like him up at Harvard. The kids are giving him bad reviews for the, the class that he's teaching uh, up at Harvard. They don't even like him there. And so de Blasio thought, I'm going to run for president. And it, the NYPD, he's still the mayor of New York. Thank you for the call, Mario. The NYPD detail has to go with him to Iowa, New Hampshire, wherever he goes. There's an advance, uh, an advance officer that gets to the event before the mayor does and makes sure there are no security violations. Because if they are, they'll turn the vehicle around before the mayor arrives. And so now we're dealing with a situation with de Blasio, to answer the question, where uh, his own Department of Investigation said, no, 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 Mr. Mayor, you owe the taxpayers $300,000 for your campaign for mayor where you, I mean, excuse me, campaign for president, where you took NYPD detectives assigned to protect you, you're on the hook for that. So as we speak, de Blasio owes $300,000 and is refusing to pay it for for the security detail that went with him uh, around the country as he thought that he had a shot at the Democratic nomination for president. And so Mayor Adams is in Puerto Rico, right? Okay, dealing with the damage there. But there's the security detail around him, and we, the people, are paying for that. Corey, Corey in Palm Beach, Florida. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Don. Hope good, your weekend good, was great. Good morning. It was good. I hope yours as well. Go right ahead. I was. was. Um, I'm with uh, Don uh, on this, uh, right in the middle of uh, Tom and the other gentleman, blind gentleman. Um, but Tom's idea is really radical. Uh, you have to have training. I, I live in Florida, so we're allowed to have a concealed weapons license. And it's not easy to get. You have to, you know, go through federal background checks. It's not just go in and get a gun. Is how he's talking. Yeah, you can get a gun for your home and keep it in your home. You still need to be checked by Florida Department of Law Enforcement. But to carry something, you need to have training, and that should be always your last resource. You should carry other weapons, um, not weapons, but protections such as pepper spray or something like that, and also be able to handle yourself because when you go into a situation, you're bringing a firearm into it, much as like law enforcement. When they go into a situation, they are bringing a firearm into it. And if it would to be taken from you, that could cause a lot more problems. So that, that's, a, that's a very good point, Corey, that I, I did not even consider. You're right. If someone takes the firearm away from you, then what? Right. If you're incapable of 
using, you know, uh, there's a, a rule like 21 feet. Someone can close a good a person who can move fast. They can close 21 feet in under a second and a half. And there are not many people who can draw a firearm in a second and a half and fire accurately. Right. So, it's, it's not it's not Hollywood. It's it, it's not Hollywood. Well, Corey, Nobody's quick draw artists. Right. Like Clint Eastwood, you know. Right. Well, so, you're guaranteed to hit your target. Right. Corey calling this morning from Florida. Some very well out uh, articulated uh, points. Thank you. Of a, for the call, Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Let's go to Abby in Manhattan. Good morning, Abby. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Um, in the beginning, when you opened up, you talked about Jen Psaki's uh, quote about, as a Democrat, that she was saying that if Biden, if the, if that, that the midterm is a referendum, if it's a referendum on Biden, then he'll lose. Could you possibly play that again? Because I agree with that, and I'm a Democrat, and I just like to, I'd like to hear it because it sounded different. Okay, I, than, I, I, I tell you what, Abby, just hold on one second. This is Jen Psaki again, just setting this up. She says that if the midterms are a referendum, and they always are, on the sitting president, but if the midterms are a referendum on Biden, Democrats are doomed. I think that Democrats, if the election is about uh, who is the most extreme, um, as we saw, you know, Kevin McCarthy touch on there with Marjorie Taylor Greene, I'll say her name, sitting over his left side, then they're going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, if it is a referendum on the president, they will lose, and they know that. And so, Abby, uh, that's a very telling statement coming from the uh the president's former press secretary bluntly admitting that if the November midterm elections are a referendum on Biden, the uh, Democrats will lose. What do you think? Something. Can I say something? Yes, sir? you're on. Go right ahead. Yeah. Um, if the referendum is about Biden, that's true. And you said all midterm referendums are about the incumbent. And that is usually true. But there are a lot of really unusual situations going on in the country now. And a lot of violence and a lot of uh, different opinions about what, you know, what needs to happen to make the country, you know, more more civilized and more uh you know, free and not just free. Don't, don't, I'm not talking about free. Nobody gets arrested. Nobody goes to jail. I'm not talking about free. I'm talking about a freedom in their life. And and I'm just saying that I think there are more things in this referendum. It's not exclusively, it's not exclusively just a referendum on Biden. I think that there is, a lot of fear about the direction of a lot of people who, you know, just state that the Democrats are the most dangerous, the hyperbole that's sometimes used to describe Democrats is over the top. 
Okay. It's well, over Abby, the top. Okay, I, I hear you. You say it's over the top. Uh, polling seems to indicate that it's not over the top. But we will know the answer to uh, all of these questions in about a month and a couple of days. The uh, the midterm elections in November. Dominic Carter here with you. Coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Morano and the other side of midnight. When we come back, when we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter and more of your telephone calls. WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. We have got to get control of this situation. I have discussed this several times. The issue of homeless people literally on the highways of New York City uh, begging for money. We don't know if that's the case here. But what we do know, what we do know is a homeless man walking on the FDR in Manhattan was killed by a hit-and-run driver. This uh, man died after the driver struck him as he walked along the uh, highway. Uh, Sunday, the victim was walking along the uh, FDR Drive southbound lanes when he was struck near East Houston Street about 7.45 Sunday evening. The driver uh, took off, leaving the mortally wounded man in the roadway. He died at the scene. His name was not immediately released as police continue to investigate. Coming up at 1 a.m., Frank Morano on the other side of midnight. In a moment, I'm going to Alyssa in Manhattan, but I'm looking at an email from a friend of the program, Sal. And, folks, you can send me an email, Dominic.Carter. At WABCRadio.com, Dominic.Carter at WABCRadio.com. Sal says, hi, Dominic. I saw the horrible video of that poor man getting uh, beaten by, by those two inbred maggot thugs. Praises to that lady, Charmaine, or Charlene, I think it was Charmaine, who tried to stop them. Indeed, and I'm going to let you hear that sound in just one second. Indeed, if someone else had come to the rescue and beaten the crap out of those inbred animals, Mayor Lori Lightfoot would probably have ordered a policeman hunt to go after that person. After all, it is the victim's fault for being the victim. Thug by y'all, my lord. Thug by y'all, my lord. Oh, lord. Thug by y'all. That's from uh, Sal. Let's go to Alyssa in Manhattan. Good morning, Alyssa. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. I hope your Tunnel to Towers went well. It did. It did. Morning. And I'm very proud of the $5,600 that the Dominic Carter team raised. Oh, that's and, and, and Frank Morano did great himself. He'll tell you the exact number himself, but he did extremely well, and it was nice hanging out with Frank and Frank's friends uh, Tommy and Monica. Go right ahead. That's excellent. It's it's such a, a wonderful cause for something, you know, to do something positive. And we know that we need many more of those things in our society today. Yes. Um, what I wanted to say was that years ago when someone was going to rob you, um, generally if you gave up, whether it was your wallet or your watch or or whatever it was, your purse – that they would not beat you. 
the most that would happen would be that they would threaten you to keep your mouth shut. But generally, violence was not their first choice. And, you know, we have to ask ourselves, why now is violence the first choice? And in some cases, it's not even a robbery. It's just violence. And people used to say they blamed um, the TV or the Internet, you know, what we were seeing and watching as being influential. And I have no doubt that that's true. Um, But I don't think that it's the main thing these days. I think that the main thing is coming from the influence of people who are supposed to be in positions where, you know, they're in, in such high level positions that they are influencing many people and people are taking their word as gospel. Now, whether that be politicians or celebrities, you know, they have to, they don't seem to realize that what's coming out of their mouth is extreme and is weaponizing not only violence, but it's also weaponizing fear. And sometimes when someone is afraid, they will resort to violence. So, you know, because for me, I I could say one thing that shocked me was that, um, you know, last week someone made a controversial statement that upset a great many people. I was quite shocked when I was watching uh, news to see a clip where Hillary Clinton literally almost word for word made the same statement and observation that your caller made. I mean, almost word for word. It was, I I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm hearing this. Um, You know, as long as we have people who are in positions of power that abuse that power by misusing their words, um, and then people who look at them and take whatever they say as gospel with no question, this problem of violence will never end. Well, something certainly has to give. I mean, we just cannot continue, Alyssa, along the path that we are going. I thank you uh, for the uh, telephone call. And so I'm, I'm, I received the uh, email from Arthur Melendez, and Mr. Melendez says, Morning again, Dominic. Not sure why I haven't received a response from you. I listen every night to your show. Mr. Melendez, I have no idea what you are referring to, just please know that I receive a lot of emails and I personally respond to each and every one. But, um, and I see now a, a chain of past emails, but I, you know, I, it says faith, faithful listeners. So I, I will look at it again, but, um, uh, thank you very much. Um, Oh, okay. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. You, okay. So you, you saying here, wait a minute, folks that you want me to have Andrea Stewart-Cousins on the show, right? These Democrats, we're, we're a month and a few days before the, the, the top leadership. They're not doing much talking. As a matter of fact, Ms. Uh, uh, Stewart-Cousins was asked the other day about the governor's alleged um, pay-to-play, and she would not comment at all. So now I can say I remember why I didn't respond, but I, but I thought that I did. But I do thank you for the email. I'll try to have her on, but I just don't see her coming on. I want you folks to listen again. The man in Chicago, the, elder man, the elderly man, you know, I guess late 60s, I guess. He's on the subway. Now, he looks a little intoxicated, but he's not bothering anybody on the red line. And he has an unopened bottle. And these two, uh, whatever you want to call them, uh, walk up 
And they're acting like they're trying to take advantage of the fact that he may be a little intoxicated. And they're like, give us your ID. But they really just want his money. And so they take his own bottle, his own bottle, and crack him in the head with his own bottle. He's then dazed, sitting there, and blood is pouring profusely onto the floor. But there's one woman an African-American woman that said enough is enough, and she tried to intervene to help the man, but he had already been cracked in the head. And as she tried to intervene, she could have been cracked in the head, or worse. Her friend tried to pull her back. And the the noise you're going to hit, you're going to hear, excuse me, this, this is just very unraveling for me. The noise you're going to hear is the man being cracked in the head with the bottle. Sir May, get back. Sir May. Sir May. Oh, oh my God. Sir May, get back. Oh my God. And so that man is saying, oh, my God, repeatedly, because they're all standing there watching the elderly man sit there dazed with blood pouring out of his head. And I, I, why, why does anybody deserve that? Why? Because you're a bum and you want their money, you want to take his money, the few dollars that he has? maybe from his uh, Social Security check or SSI check, and you want to take his money. And so you bash him in the head with his own bottle, take his money, and you're laughing the entire time. And if a police officer had been there and shot both of them, then the police officer would be wrong. Coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Morano and the other side of uh, Midnight, Let's go to Jim in New Jersey. Good morning, Jim. What's on your mind? Dominic, can you hear me? Yes. Go right ahead, Jim. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm calling about the, the violence you described in Chicago. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask you some pointed questions. Jim, you got to get Jim. You got to get to the point. I don't. I don't have much time. Please get okay. to the point. Okay. Uh, if you don't get to the point, I'm going to have to move on, Jim. Please get okay, to the I was point. That violence is condoned. The system condones violence. It's totally situational now. I had my neck broken on video in New York City, and the first thing that the DA told me, I never met her before, when she came in to uh, talk to the assistant DA, she was a, she was his mentor. She she looked over her shoulder at me, and in a in a you know in a room of about eight people. Some 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 criminals, some not, some victims. She said, we don't care if you're an MF racist. That was her introduction to me. Yeah, Jim, I, I, now, I, I, Jim, I don't have time for this this morning. I'm sorry. I don't know what you mean about the racist comment. We can talk about this another time, but I'm, I'm, I, I, I don't mean to be rude, but I have two and a half minutes left, and I have to introduce my colleague, Frank Morano. Good morning to you, sir. Hello there, Dominic. It's so nice to see you and your friends, Tommy and Monica. Oh, it was great to see you. I must uh, commend you and take my hat off to you. I tried to keep up. 
Um, well, I, I was able to keep up with you in the walk today, but I was not able to keep up with you in terms of fundraising. An incredible job. I, I was listening to Curtis laud your fundraising prowess. For whatever reason, your listeners are much more generous than the rest of our listeners. Yeah, but you you did pretty good uh, yourself. N- not compared to you. We've, the rest of us are all eating your dust. My goodness. Well, nicely done. Nicely done. Well, thank and the you. Tunnel to thank Towers you. Foundation does some great work. And uh, however people are, are donating, I'm glad that we were able to make such a strong showing as a radio station. Absolutely. We agree. What do you have coming up this morning? Well, I was going to do, and this is the kind of show that I like to do, um, I was going to do no guests today. Uh, just take calls, tell some fun stories, etc. But uh, actually got a little bit of breaking news in the last uh, couple of minutes that uh, former governor of New Jersey, Jim Florio, has passed away at the age of 85. So uh, we're going to uh, be joined uh, very briefly by David Wildstein, the uh, editor of the New Jersey Globe. He's going to give us a quick look at the life and times of Jim Florio. And then other than that, we have uh, denunciation, excuse me, commendations and a lot of our other standard Monday stuff. So no, another great show. Is I hope up. so. I hope so. All right. Let's go to Ed in Staten Island. Ed, let me just say this to you. You got 30 seconds because the show is wrapping up. Go right ahead. There's a de- uh, demilitarized naval base in Brooklyn called Floyd Bennett Field. It's close to public transportation. It's got a 4,000-foot runway. It'd be perfect to put up a uh, an equivalent to Ellis Island to house all these uh, undocumented aliens coming into our country. That's all. That's that. That's a good. That's a. It's a good idea. But but the NYPD aviation unit is out there, so I don't know how that would exactly uh, work out. But thank you for the call, Ed. Uh, Frank, do you think it's a good idea? I I, lo- I love the concept. I'm I think I'm not sure it's practical at this point for the reasons you just stated. Okay. All right. Well, folks, you want to keep it right there. He was out there this morning uh, walking this this uh, this this uh, tunnel to towers uh, uh, path five uh, k. And Frank Morano was here now after doing that all morning. And you want to keep it right there for his description of the event. And for the great show that he has coming up, I will be back again tomorrow, same time, same station, Talk Radio 77, WABC. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to prioritygold.com.